welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for joining me. We are back. I'm back with Sam for part two of our KDP discussion. Sam, thank you for being here, man. All good, mate. Thanks very much for having me uh, having me back. I had to, man. Everybody was loving part one, which I had a strong suspicion they would. Um, I even got your numbers wrong. I remember I said 50K profit, but then you were like, no, you got to convert it to USD. It's 70K <laughs> yeah. in two Give years, man. So, yeah, well done. <laughs> no, thanks very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, so I'm thinking that today, this is part two. If you guys missed part one, I don't think you have to go back. I was, we were talking before we got started and we may just kind of briefly recap what we talked about in our first discussion and then kind of segue into a more um, in-depth tutorial on what people would probably want to know as they're getting started with KDP in like a matter of fact basis where maybe I'll even screen share along the way and show, you know, some resources that you may recommend. How does that sound? Yeah, it sounds all good. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. All right, then. Perfect. Well, why don't you just like get us started? If we are starting KDP right now for the first time ever, like what's the first thing they might need to do? I think, uh, obviously <laughs> the obvious one is, is set up your account, which as we touched on in the last episode, um, is, so that can be a little bit confusing, but as long as you just kind of follow the steps you've got there, um, you should be fine. The whole national insurance number. Then we talked about once you've got your account set up, I think I always say uh, just give it a go. Start doing it and you kind of learn learn along the way. In terms of actual book strategy, always say start start with your notebooks. They're very simple. You get to know um, you get to know the software, how it all works, kind of how to do your niche research and what to kind of look out for. And then once you've got a bit of a grip of that, kind of apply that to the more value added books that you can actually spend your time wisely on it rather than spend that time still learning, learn the ropes early on, get your notebooks out and then uh, focus on the higher content stuff that will generate you uh, a bit more money. Yeah, I definitely like the idea of uh, taking it slow, keeping it simple up front, so you don't just like do the paralysis by over analysis thing. Now, yeah. when it comes to doing, you know, a quick, easy, low content, like it could be very low content notebook right out of the gates. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have any recommendations for where people may be able to find some interiors? Yeah. So in terms of interior, uh, there are some good ones. Bookbolt is a, is a good free interior um, place for it. If you're just looking for line notebooks um, and also tangent templates, there are um, a couple of other websites out there that can do things like puzzle puzzle sort of books. So Puzzle Mastery is is one of the top of my head, I think. Um, again, completely depends what sort of book you, what sort of book you're looking for, but there are lots of resources out there. Um, this is tangent templates as you showed. This, so. this is the one you like, right? This is your preference. yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of the a lot of the legwork is is done for you. Again, with these sorts of books, you kind of have to remember that everyone else who has access to tangent templates also has access to all of these interiors. So it's unlikely you're going to be the only one with that, that unique interior. They're going to be other people that have that same interior. So that's a, a good and a bad thing. I suppose the bad thing is your book doesn't stand out from a interior perspective, but that's where the emphasis comes on uh, a good cover, good keywords, and you can rank better than other books. Cause ultimately people aren't going to click into look at the interior if they're not interested in your cover anyway. So I think when you're doing, lower content stuff like this where the interiors aren't really different to anyone else's the cover is is so important for that 
Um, so definitely spend a lot of time getting the cover right. Um, and then yeah. you put yourself in a good position for it. Yeah, that's a great um, piece of advice. And I wanted to just mention to everybody watching, I will include links with options and I will label each link so you know what you're looking at uh, in the description. So anything we reference, like I'll probably put like a header that says like KDP interiors and I'll link to tangent templates. I'll link to BookBolt. Big BookBolt, by the way, actually has um, some free interiors as well. And I know they're kind of hard to find, but I will drop a link and I'll try to like annotate how to find them uh, here. I believe tangent doesn't do any free templates or free interiors, right? No, from the top of my head, I think it's just paid. Um, I think it's just paid yeah. stuff. In, in my opinion, it's there's no, I mean, there's no affiliate link or anything. It, Tangent Templates is, is so worth the money. It's not just the interiors. It's, it's loads of other stuff. But yeah, the interiors alone are worth it because like you've just got so many options there that would take you hours to make. And you can literally- For sure, start. for sure. And what's cool, guys, is like uh, depending on, I guess we'll touch on this, but um, depending on the size of your book and whatnot, uh, like the trim size- and the page count, like they will um, kind of tailor the interior that they generate to your needs. So do you want to touch on that kind of briefly? Um, is that, is that kind of the next like logical step as far as, by the way, everybody watching the video, I'm like trying to toggle between screen share and out of screen share. And every time I do that, I have to put the branding back on. Maybe I'll just leave it off honestly in the, the next time. But did you have any tips on, does it make sense to segue into different size books and how the interior pages affects the size of the cover? Yeah, for sure. So I think uh, it's always it was always a bit more confusing um, than you might think at the start. It just seems like you just make an interior and then you just make a cover. But actually, there's so many different dimensions that come with how big your interior is, how many pages. Because obviously, if you think about a book that's got 50 pages in, it's much thinner than a book that has 200 pages in. So the thicker the book, the more your cover kind the of has spine. To be. Yeah, the right. spine. You have to sort your cover out to kind of cater for that. Um, but the good thing about tangent templates is they do have um, lots of different tools to help you out with that sort of thing. In terms of the sizing of your cover, I just stuck to A4. So 8.5 by 11 inches is, is the A4 size or six inches by nine inches. So six by nine, that's your A5. When I think of a notebook or any sort of book, it's going to be one of those two sizes. I have yeah. had a bit of a play around with the other ones, but generally it's your if you're, if you're just looking to start off and just get something solid done, uh, 8.5 by 11 has, has always worked for me. Um, and it's a nice, easy number to to um, to make your book in. So this is the, the stuff I was talking about this on the screen now is a feature that allows you to cater for how big your cover should be based on how many pages and everything you've got. So you literally have to just put in your trim size, which, like we said, 8.5 by 11 or 6 by 9. Mm -hmm. And then enter the number of pages that you want in there. I do generally yeah, 100 pages. I think one thing worth noting is I think it's once you go beyond 108 pages, Amazon start charging more to print your book. So I would never go more than 100 pages um, if you're doing a, a low content book because you're just literally hemorrhaging your margin by doing yeah. that. That's absolutely what eight pages benefit. <laughs> it doesn't make a huge amount of difference. So I would just stick to 100, gives you the best margin you can get. And then paper type, I would just go white. Interior bleed is something I didn't really get my head around at first initially. But for those that don't know, that basically just means when you've got when you've got a book, if you have bleed as yes, that means the, the interior of the book will bleed into the spine. So any sort of notebook you want to have uh, interior bleed on as yes, because that means it just goes straight into the spine. 
if you're doing some sort of activity or, or kind of puzzle book that you want the everything on the page to be kind of central, keep the interior bleeders no, because that just means it will be as it appears um, on your on your formatting. So yeah, interior yeah. bleeders. So if we're what, doing like like college ruled paper, that has to be bleed. Yes. Yeah. That you want to use bleed. Paper. Yeah. That's a great tip. Um, cool. All right, good. So that's a good indicator of, um, and by the way, guys, there's also a, uh, free resource that is not behind the like tangent temp templates paywall that I'll link to in the description. Uh, this book out, I don't know if what it's called book O W book out. I always <laughs> call it a book out, but you can essentially do the same thing, but it'll provide you calculations. So you can type in your width, you know, 8.5 height, 11 page count, 100, and you can basically, oh, I typed it in the wrong place, actually. Where is it? Uh, cover size right here. So you could do, you know, 8.5, 1100, and it'll give you the dimensions That's for your cover. Yeah. So then you can come on into whatever application you use to design mm -hmm. and use those dimensions. And you can do like custom designing for your covers and whatnot. Did you want to drop any tips on uh, cover design, Sam? Yeah. Um, what do you mean in terms of the dimensions or the actual design itself? Yeah, the actual, I think like as far as dimensions, hopefully we did a good job kind of explaining yeah. guys, I guess to recap what Sam said, like you kind of need to know the size of your book. Mm -hmm. All right. So the trim size and he recommended 8.5 by 11 and you need to know the number of pages because that affects the spine, which affects yeah. the cover, which is next. So let's yeah. just say we're doing 8.5 by 11, hundred pages and uh, now are we good to, or then you plug it into one of these tools. Like I said, I'll drop a link yeah. to book out, which yeah. is free. We get our dimensions here. Um, it gives us the pixels, by the way. So it'd say like 5,243 by 3,375 for what we just used. And we could come on over to like, you know, pixels and, or not pixels, sorry. I was thinking Photopea and maybe start doing our designs here. So this is, by the way, like a free version of Photoshop. What do you what do you recommend for designing your covers? I I uh, live and die by Canva. I'm a part Canva, of Canva. Of yeah, I, I do literally everything in Canva. Um, I can't really comment on anything else because I literally haven't used used anything else. But Canva, simple as making a design. Uh, sorry, making an account, and then in the top right corner, it just says create design. Put your dimensions yeah. in, and then and then you're there, and you, and it's literally as simple as that. It was. Uh, you can pay for Canva Premium. You get a few extra things, but you really don't need you don't need it, especially when you're starting off. So, um, Canva is definitely uh, the one I would go to and the one I can really vouch for because it, it's it's done everything I need. Uh, so yeah, Canva is great, man. Canva is absolutely great. Uh, I had done a video in like 2019 about using Canva to do KDP book covers, so it's definitely yeah. something I've done in the past. Um, I was trying to see if they had a KDP template built in, which I would just be like. Yeah. What's um, worth knowing actually is on the on the tangent templates tab that we had open with the putting the dimensions and the size in there. If you just click continue, uh, not uh, sorry, this one, yeah, continue on that one. What that basically does is gives you that print ready paperback cover on the right hand side, and then you okay. can literally just download that and then you drag and drop that into your your Canva file. Do it so it fills nice. the page, and then you can see exactly where the spine fits on your book, where your front cover is, your back cover, where the barcode's going to be, and that's literally everything mapped out for you, put everything on top. 
That's um, very useful. Yeah. So this is this right here. And I, th I think Bookow actually does that for you as I'm well. I could be wrong. Similar. Yeah, they must do. It, it yeah, looks they better. do something similar too. But yeah, I mean, this is extremely um, valuable mm -hmm. uh, to, to have. So that's a great that's a great yeah. tip, man. It just takes all the guesswork out of it. And yeah, I, I would literally have no idea where I'd be without it, to be honest. Yeah. So notice too, everybody, that there's a space for a barcode down here. Yeah. So um, it's nice to have that little like, don't design here. It won't show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So uh, you're using Canva to design your covers and how do you decide what to theme your book after, like both the cover and the interior? So I think they're almost kind of two different questions. So what the interior is based on your kind of your research beforehand. I think a lot of people neglect actual book research. They want to just jump in and do all the book creation but in reality, a lot of the, the value stuff is in finding the right niche. I'd much rather spend two hours trying to look for a new book to make and book ideas than spend 10 minutes, jump into one, and it's just too competitive and it's not going to sell. I can't stress enough, it's so much more important to do your niche research first, find books that, that are potentially going to sell, and then do everything else afterwards because you'll thank yourself uh, further down the line. In terms of that, just got to look up, look on Amazon, what's selling well, what isn't selling well. And the things that are doing well in terms of their sales is how can you either A, make something along a sort of similar lines but put your own sort of spin on it, make it similar but not, not the same, um, or just make it better. If someone's making a book that's doing well, can you come in and make it longer, more interactive, or just more accurate, just anything with a, or with a better cover? anything you can do to make your book better than the one that currently exists. Cause you've also got to remember if a book is selling well on Amazon, it's quite difficult to dislodge it, especially if it's been selling for years. But that's, that's a tip that I think a lot of people overthink ultimately same with anything. If you, if there's a book that's doing well or something that's doing well, if you can come in and make a better version of it, then, then you're away. You're laughing basically literally what Google did because Google wasn't the initial search engine was, it. I think it was, it was Yahoo was the original difficult to use. Google saw that great. It's doing well. We can make ours better. Everyone flocks to Google and you're laughing then. So it's exactly the same with books. Uh, see a good one. Yeah. How can you make it better? Can you make it cheaper? Can you make it longer? Anything like that. And, and then then you're away. That's great. Great uh, advice, man. And then also I wanted to shout out like two quick tools yeah. that I like for niche research. Um, one of them being DS Amazon QuickView Chrome extension. Both of them are free, by the way, that I'm recommending. And this is great just because it drops a little... Like you can see the bestseller rank of all products on Amazon with no tools, no Chrome extensions, but you'd have to click the page and then scroll down uh, to view it. And it's kind of a long, tedious process. With DS Amazon Quick View, you see it in the search results and the lower the number, the better. So it gives you an idea of how well products are selling. Um, in this case, KDP books are selling. And that can be a good indicator of like, just, hey, this niche as a whole is selling well, or you know, it's not selling well. Etc. Yeah, I think I think that is that's an absolute lifesaver. If you're doing any sort of research, it saves you hours and hours a day, not having to go in and and yeah. In terms yeah. of the, the the best sellers ranks, again, that's what you want to be dictating your decision on if a book is good or not. You want a fine balance between other similar products or similar books that have a good best sellers rank. Um, I consider anything good UK under. 200,000 BSR US under 300,000 at least it's kind of selling mm. but also you don't want to have um, a niche idea that has 
10 to 15 to 20 books that are all ranking really well because you're just not going to be able to get in there. So it's that fine balance between finding demand, i.e. good BSRs, but also not having too much competition in terms of other other books out there. But that's how you can kind of use the BSR. It's so important to look at that number to dictate what books you're going to make. That's That's a really important point. For sure, man. And then also, as you guys get more used to looking at the Amazon marketplace as a seller instead of like as a buyer, um, you start to like the, the BSR concept starts to normalize. The relativity aspect starts to make a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. And then you can even like, I think we'll probably try to get a part three going and talk a little bit about KDP ads because it's a nice, I mean, advertising in general, it's not even about KDP ads, right? It's just, if you want to be successful on Amazon from today moving forward, like you probably should have a plan to run some ads to increase visibility to your stuff mm-hmm. um so it's a good it, i was gonna say if you're doing niche validation and you see some niche where you don't see ads and it's not the ads isn't a perfect science like you may yeah. just not see them like amazon doesn't have to render an ad in front of you every time you search but if you see like a lack of ads in a niche that looks like it has potential that can oftentimes represent opportunity to run ads in that niche at low cost so yeah completely agree i was gonna say really quickly too uh if you're running out of like niche ideas um well we already plugged book bolt but this is actually a great way of doing niche research it's a paid tool so i mean i'm giving you some paid options some free options um this kind of like does the digging for you and just kind of serves them up on a platter amz suggestion expander though expands the base autocomplete on amazon so if you type in like funny book it'll give you some long tail keywords. Of course, funny book is pretty generic, but you can kind of play around with adding more keywords and seeing um, mm-hmm. what it can dig up from the autocomplete. Cause that's a, that's giving you an insight into what customers are searching for. Yeah. The, I mean, we haven't even spoken about these off camera, but there are two, two extensions that I use literally every single day. They're, they're must haves. I think if you're doing anything Amazon related, especially, especially KDP. Yeah, for sure, man. And they're free. So what's not to like, all right. So <laughs> Now that we've gotten uh, kind of an idea of how to scrape the surface on niche research, um, what's what's next in your mind? I think then once you've got your niche research, depending on what sort of book it is, let's assume it's it's a book with one of those interiors that you've got from Tangent Templates. You just download that. That's your interior all done. You've got your niche 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 research done, your interior done, and then you just got to do your cover. So, like I said previously it's it's important your cover is is spot on if you're going to be doing uh, an interior that other people could potentially have so again a lot of people can overthink your cover creation an old-fashioned an old-fashioned method that i just use is look for similar books to the one you're looking to make look at the ones that have the best covers and literally just copy the best bits of different book covers um out there and you'll come up with one that's got good parts of this book and avoids the bad bits and then good parts of another book and you've got this best of both worlds kind of um book cover um that does both so very yeah, easy definitely. Thing is that's definitely the best way to do it is just see what else is doing well and and kind of sponge off that it's not it's not as long as you're not copying them just taking inspiration from it's it's really powerful yeah like take a hint on like what what's rising to the top of page mm-hmm. 1 you know and they're not all going to be kdp books but you can see like even just a theme of design style like i'm looking up uh habit trackers so for anybody following along it's like we can either go to you know bookow or tangent templates get the dimensions we want for our cover uh, yeah. by inputting the fact that we're going to do eight and a half by 11 100 page um so that's kind of step 1 then i came over here 
to tangent templates because I'm logged into the uh, interiors. And I was thinking like, oh, maybe we'll grab like a habit tracker notebook, which by the way, you can theme this to mm -hmm. be like, what habit are we trying to break here? Like, you know, yeah. biting your fingernails or something else, right? Like you can, you can use this in a couple different ways. I think and, that, uh, that's a really, that's a really important point. I think a lot of people will just download the habit tracker and then make a book that's called uh, my habit tracker or habit tracker 2022. And there's just so many people doing exactly the same thing. You're unless you're extremely lucky, which I don't think is even really that possible. If you're this late, you're not going to sell that book. It's so important to keep. You can have exactly the same interior, but just kind of niche your book down into a certain thing. So, try and think about what's a certain habit that a lot of people these days have that they want to break out of. So, you could do a anti Limit cell phone use. Yeah, anti social <laughs> media habit tracker. All of a sudden, you've yeah. just gone from this really broad um really broad thing that everyone's doing to a niche that you know a lot of people want to break out of um just an, just an example niche down as, as much as you can and you can literally use the same interior but just name one social media breaking habit tracker um what's what's something else fast food you've got exactly yeah. the same interior you've just got different covers for each different keywords and um for one interior's worth. You've got five different books there and and uh, all within markets that you can break into because you're not just going to break into Habit Tracker. Um, that's that's a really important thing. It's just just find a niche uh, related to your interior and and you'll you'll do well on it. Yeah, I like that. Look, at some people are taking these like interior templates and selling <laughs> them as like stickers, by the way. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. And you can sell these as like digital down. I mean, I don't know if you should sell other people's stuff, but I, I know people sell them as like digital downloads on Etsy as well. You guys can go to Etsy and find um, lesser used interiors and whatnot. But it's pretty interesting, kind of just all the ways people are making money online here. Um, it is mad. It is mad. I was thinking too, man, as an idea, you could probably go to like the app store, like Google Play Store, and just type in like, you know, you want to try it real quick, Google Play, and do like... Um, there's a, there's a there's a productivity section on the app store. I was thinking even just typing in like habit tracker in the yeah. play store, you know, because then you're getting like all these different sort of different habits and whatnot that yeah. there may be. Apps like another one in my head, drinking water is another one. People love the idea of having to make enough water, have an interior that just says by 12 o'clock, you got to have this much. Like This isn't a book I've made or even thought about making, but just just come to me then it's literally is that's kind of the process you have to take start really really broad and then think how can i make this more specific to cater for a certain audience because in the end of the day there's seven billion people in the world there is enough people in every single audience to to sell to you have you can go niche and it's not as though no one's going to buy it you'll be surprised what yeah man that's a great that's a great tip here too and also shout out to zulu water bottles who sent me this free one uh, cause me and my girlfriend have like a channel we do on the side and it gives yeah. you like time of day and how much water. Yeah, I've seen them. I've seen them. <laughs> cool, man. All right. Well, is there anything else you can think of, uh, shouting out while we're still on, or should we kind of maybe segue into part three and talk about running ads for the, uh, the books that people are now posting? Yeah. I think in terms of the, the timeline where we're at, we've, we've got our niche, our niche we found, we've, we've got our interior, we've got our, our cover on how to make your book stand out from others. Obviously good cover first but also specifically niche down into a certain area of say habits um and then once you've got you've got your keywords set up you then launch your book 
see how it does. And then the next step is to is to launch your ads and try and scale it up um, to the next stage. So, yeah, I think that would be a good little uh, good little place to segue. All right, man. I, I, I love it. And I, uh, guys, obviously there is a lot more nuance to what we're talking about, but rather than doing like a two hour show, uh, we're keeping it still pretty high level, but hopefully we went more in depth than in part one, like we promised mm-hmm. we would. And yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty good so far, man. I, I'm, I'm loving it. So why don't we uh, take a break and then come back with part three and we'll focus on KDP ads. Cool. Yeah. Sounds perfect. Let's do it. 